The heroes of faith. These are men and women who by faith, through faith and not without faith lived on earth. Like us, they were sojourners, and so by faith yielding to God they heard, believed, forsook, obeyed, walked, lived, moved, esteemed, kept, blessed, and were translated. They were not afraid, through faith they subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, quenched the violence of fire. Not without faith did they worship, receive strength, esteem, make choices, offer sacrifices. They were resolute pilgrims, not mindful of where they came out. They desired a better country, one which is heavenly. They held fast to the profession of their faith not wavering. In the face of all challenges and life's vicissitudes, their eyes were set as a flint, not knowing what, where, when or how, but knowing who is promised. They declare plainly that they seek a better country. They walked by faith, conquered through faith and died in faith. Shall we pray together? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the grace you have given unto us to come and to look at your word this day. Our prayer is that you would speak unto us through your Holy Spirit. We pray that the entrance of your word will bring light and give understanding unto every one of us in the name of Jesus. Amen. In this series that we are beginning today on the faithful pilgrims, we are going to be looking at the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today, as we start a series of studies, it is important that we clearly understand the context in which Hebrews chapter 11 was written. The chapter begins with the word, Now faith, now, calling us to take note of the context and what has been said earlier. To this end, I will call our attention to the preceding verses. Just focusing on chapter 10 in this episode, we had the scripture provide some context of this faith described by examples in chapter 11. It is very important to note that the book of Hebrew was a message to the Jewish believers who at the time were going through trials, persecutions, and discouragement. They needed to be encouraged and charged to continue in their faith in Christ despite all they were going through. And the book of Hebrews carefully illustrated the superiority of Christ above everyone and every being they have come to know in the Old Testament, emphasizing the assurance in the promised inheritance only through Christ. These Christians were challenged to hold on to the confession of their faith until the end, to grow and go onto spiritual maturity and not to look back or turn back to condemnation by abandoning faith in Christ. So you will see in chapter 10 of Hebrews that the groundwork for chapter 11 was laid. If you look at verse 22, you see a call to a life of prayer. It says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies cleaned, washed with pure water. In verse 23, you see a call to steadfastness, saying, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised, meaning God is faithful to his promise, and you must be faithful. If you look at verse 24 and verse 25, it talks about a call to caring and loving fellowship. There the Bible says, and let us consider one another 
to provoke unto love and unto good works. And to explain this further, it said in verse 25, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. You see, the goal was for the believers to come together to encourage one another as they look forward to the coming of the Lord. In verse 26, you will see a warning against turning back. And the Bible there says, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for all for judgment and fairy indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. So in essence, they were being encouraged not to go back, not to turn back. And if you fast forward to verse 35, you see the counsel to remain courageous, saying, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which had great recompense of reward. In essence, he's telling them there that you are not running in vain. Your labor in Christ is not in vain. Your belief in Christ is not in vain. Be confident that all that you have come to believe and to know and you're currently living is not in vain. Your life in Christ has great reward. And this is true for all believers of all ages. And if you come to verse 36, you see the counsel to patiently endure. That whatsoever you're going through, endure. And it says, for ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Yes. Be patient. Whatsoever you're going through, be patient. Be patient in tribulations. And if you come to verse 37, you see an assurance of his coming. And here he says, For yet a little while he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now given all this encouragement and charge, how will they get all these things done? How can they draw near? How can they hold fast to the true Christian profession without wavering and without compromise? How can they continue to encourage one another, remain courageous, patiently endure, and be constantly assured of his coming in the face of trials, wants, tribulations, persecutions? The scripture responds simply, by faith. Yes, by faith. So if you come to verse 38, the scripture concludes that the just, that is the righteous, shall live by faith shall pray by faith, shall receive courage by faith, shall patiently endure and be constantly reassured of Christ's coming. And everything will be possessed only and simply by faith. And throughout the scriptures, the centrality of this faith in Christ has been emphasized from the Old Testament even to the New Testament. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, the Bible says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. In Romans chapter 1 verse 17, the scripture says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 11, the Bible says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And as a matter of fact, the Bible makes it clear in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, That without faith, it is impossible to please God. Mark the word impossible impossible if the bible says it is impossible you better believe and know that it is impossible and so all that a believer would have to do to go through life 
It's just simply by faith. Hence, you see the need to really flog the topic of faith with specific examples and understanding that the book of Hebrew chapter 11 provides. But before we go into that, you see that chapter 10 ended with two categories of believers who are separated by faith. The, the last verse in chapter 10 divides believers into two categories. Those that draw back into an eternal loss, that is perdition, and those that through faith are eternally saved and become partakers of the promised blessings. While you may not be a believing Jew, I want to say that this applies to every believer of all ages. Every believer that I will go through this world. For the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 21, For even hereunto are ye called, because Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Persecution must come. Trials to your faith must come. Trials to your belief in Christ must come. These are the things that Apostle Paul called in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, are light afflictions. They are for a moment. They will come. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, Apostle Paul himself again said, Yes, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So I want to implore all of us not to forget the context of this faith, lest we stray in our understanding and application of this faith, like many have already done. Today many apply this faith to the possession of temporal things alone and not to the possession of eternal blessedness which helps us and propel us to a life of perseverance and patient endurance until the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is this faith that would help us when Christ comes. For it is the same faith our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ referred to in Luke chapter 18 verse 8 saying, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? And this question that Jesus asked, though rhetorically, calls us to keep a close eyes on our own faith. I believe it calls us to examine ourselves that if Christ comes today and search across the whole earth for faith, will you be among those who we will find faithful? As we draw closer and closer to the end of time, what Christ is saying here is that true faith, as we will be describing in this series, will continue to go down and become scarce to the end that it will be difficult to find men who possess it genuinely. Brethren, those that would go with Christ and would be with him in heaven, Revelation chapter 17 verse 14, helps us to understand that they are called, chosen, and faithful. And so this faith we are going to be talking about is central to our eternal life. And those that are faithful are overcomers who will endure to the end all oppositions, all trials, all difficulties, all the vicissitudes of life. Through faith, by faith, and in faith. Those who will reject the world to cling to Christ, come what may, and thus become heirs of eternal salvation. Remember, if you will ever please God, or obtain a good report at the end of your time on earth, you must possess this faith. It is not optional. It is compulsory. When Christ comes, he will look across the world for it. And I hope that he finds it in you. The question for you today, do you possess this faith? Or do you go about as a professing Christian without true faith? Do you even understand or know what this faith is all about? To you, is it all about possession, a tool to possess thing, or just a mental knowledge? 
Are you living by it? The Bible says the just shall live by faith. And if Christ comes today, will he find that faith in you? Are you still possessing it today? Remember, for you to please God, it's not about the faith of the past. It's about the faith of the present. So brethren, I will encourage you to continue with us as God reveals unto us through the scriptures these timeless truths vital to the promise of eternal life that we have received. I pray God will find you faithful in Jesus' name. God bless you richly.